Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. is freshly roasted and ethically sourced it's music to your ears shake up the way you wake up at kingscoastcoffee.com welcome to episode 134 of star wars and scotch it's tim it's kevin and we're not alone because pete from Thank around God. the galaxy is here hey what's up Why? boys what uh Wait. Wait, Don't worry about why it. did hey, you Pete, say how, like that? How are you doing? <laughs> Good to see I, you again. I, I, I'm, I'm glad to be here. I hope I'm not stepping in the middle. Jeez, that sounds no, like no, 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 uh, no, no, no. there's a little bit of aggression happening there. It's a yeah, we have Meryl Strife all fine. the time. <laughs> well, I mean, you're, you're in the middle of playing a GCX. You got a lot of pressure going on. I get it. I make it. Makes sense. Makes sense. And Diablo came out. So, like, oh. <laughs> where's my free time? It doesn't exist. My, oh. my wife has been on me because we started a new documentary together. And mm-hmm. like, she's like, are you bringing the laptop to the couch again? I said, yep, I am not getting left in the dust this time. Stop <laughs> streaming. And I want to keep up with my friends so I can play with my friends. So I'm, I'm, even though I'm not streaming anymore, I'm still level 41 rogue. So I feel Look like I'm you. doing a good job. Stabby stab. And Pete's jumping into it after this. He just let us know. <sighs> yes. I can't wait. So, yeah. But it's not Diablo and Scotch. It's Star Wars and Scotch. <laughs> um, so we will, uh, uh, Honestly, I wouldn't want it to be Diablo and Scotch. The lore of Diablo is intense. Yeah, it is wild. It's dark and it's it's very very intense. There's a lot coming from you. That says a lot too because you're into that crazy. I like I like lore, but like listening to all the stuff that happened before the games. There's a lot of there's a lot of buildup to just before the first game, and then everything happens in the three games that goes on, and then the stuff that happens in this game. Did you watch the YouTube video they put I out? Did. The, I did. Yeah, that's crazy shit. Mm-hmm. We just had um, on Around the Galaxy, we had Deborah Wilson, who is Seer from um, from Jedi, Fallen Order yes. and Survivor. But she's also Prava in uh, in Diablo, which I did not know. It is her. I yes. thought that was her voice. Yes. Thank you for confirming that. So we have a little clip up on the site, not to... You know, plug myself immediately, oh, but there's please, a little plug it. couple well, that's, minute. That's there's a couple for. minute. Yeah, there's a couple minutes club uh, clip where she talks about how she found the whole story for Prava because the the writers didn't give it to her. They, she was like, uh, "So uh, why why do I have sort of a you know Eastern European accent?" And they're like, "We don't know." And she found it and she <laughs> built it, and she's really an interesting character. Deborah Wilson, that is, but she really so it's it was an interesting story. Check it out. I don't want to, I don't want to. 
and where can people listen to that pete well that's a great question i'm glad you guys asked around around the galaxy is part of what we call the ssw network and on youtube.com slash at the ssw network we have clips from around the galaxy and um also we do our live friday night show there called forced connect so you can uh hang out call into our show and things like that so that's that thank you for asking Of course, and I'm going to ask you again at the end, so be ready. <laughs> I'll be uh, ready. But yeah, no, that's awesome. You had Deborah. I, I I find it hilarious that she once again had to play like a, a uh, either a former or current pious uh, religious <laughs> person. And I, I I was like, that sounds like Deborah Wilson, but I never IMDb it because once I'm in game, I'm in game. I'm running around. I'm not like right. looking stuff up. So, yeah. and I know Lorath is uh, what's his face, that guy whose voice I forget his name. You'll, you'll, he's very early in the game. You'll meet him, Pete, but he, um, I keep on thinking it's Andy Circus. No, he's, uh, he's, he's been in so much stuff. He's that, he's that guy with that voice. <laughs> Loreth, 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 Loreth. Ralph Innocent. Innocent. Ralph Innocent? Innocent. Yes. You recognize him as soon as you see him. You're like, oh, that guy's in everything Not here. I'm that guy. In. He's got, he's got that voice. Like he smokes three packs of cigarettes. Sounds like Andy Circus. He's like deeper and more growl. Grab- Sounds like Snoke. <laughs> he's deeper than Snoke too. Well, he's cooler than Snoke. I'll tell you that. Anyway, we could talk about Diablo all day. But that's <laughs> Diablo what and for. So yeah, if you do want to talk about Diablo, just go to fb.gg slash darkness429 because that's where I go to talk about Diablo until I finish the damn story. At this Well, now that you're done, I can pop back in. So mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Yeah, go to Tim's channel. But before we get going, we do want to remind you, kingscoastcoffee.com, um, you know, uh, Barrel Age sold out very quickly again. So that was great to see. So we would love to, uh, uh, maybe you want to see what else is out there because people were messaging us like, is Barrel Age still available? And we were like, no, it's not because you waited. I saw yeah. someone chat. Yeah, someone asked me today. Yeah, and it's like, no, that stuff goes quick. So kingscoastcoffee.com, make sure you're part of the King's Club and the mailing list. Get signed up so you get all of the offers before everybody else. You know you know what also goes fast? That went fast? Premier tickets. gsexevent.com. We still have normal tickets available. So yes. August 4th and the 5th, Orlando, Florida. There are ticket packages that make a lot of sense financially. So if you're looking to do all of the things, make sure you buy a ticket package because it, 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 it really helps. Um go. So make sure you package it all together. That means you get to go to the comedy show. That means you get to go to Universal and do all of the fun things uh, in one shot. So gcxevent.com slash tickets. Uh, we signed a few more people up for meet and greet. We had an exciting one today uh, that we confirmed. So there's more announcements coming. Um, <laughs> freaking wish. Damn. His retirement party. His Star Wars retirement party is going to be at GCX. The thing that stinks is he always thumbs up posts when people are like, will you come to GCX, Mark? And da 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 da. And he'll always like the post. And I'm like, don't like it. Just take action, Mark. And Kevin take will screenshot action. it and be like, Tim, look, he liked it. He liked the post. Because I get an alert. So, yeah. <laughs> GCXevent.com slash tickets. Come hang out with us. It's going to be a good time. P- he can't come because he's got a he's he's got a show with his band, Tim. How cool is that? Yeah. I know. We talked about this last time. And that's so dope. Yeah, I was. I got to say, I was disappointed because it was it's um, yeah, it's one of our bigger gigs of the year. So I was like, can I back out? 
I really can't. So, but I will be watching GCX from afar and, and pro, you know, just like last time I was on the show, promising I'll come next year and uh, <laughs> we'll make that happen. So. I gave you the dates and DM, so you should know. Yes, there are Excellent. dates for next year. People I will I will hold those dates for sure. What kind of music does your band play out of sheer yeah, curiosity? Like, oh, yeah. we play the worst possible music. It is um it's I I kid you not, it's, the way I describe it is stuff that eight out of ten songs I'd probably turn off if it came on uh just a random play. Uh it's like seventies and eighties rock. It's bar rock, you know, it's it's bar the rock, stuff that right? you yeah. I mean it's yeah, it's not the stuff that I listen to, which is funny but uh i just love playing yeah you play music that you don't listen to play music that i don't listen to yeah oh yeah i mean i'm i'm more of a uh, more of a like a a 90s 2000s metal head 80s metal kind Mm. of stuff and uh you know nobody wants to see a 50 year old guy playing heavy metal in a bar so i mean maybe I will, <laughs> but uh, it's you know don't like I, the cool thing is as much as like most of these songs I would turn off the radio if I was listening to a radio. Jeez, if I was listening to a radio, um, but I um, people like them. I mean, people drink at a bar and they you know they hear a ZZ Top song come on and they're like, all right, and they're happy. So mm-hmm. it's all good. It's it's that was probably the most mature learning for me as a musician was like you can either play what you love or what the but the people watching you love, and it's a lot more fun when the people watching you love what you're playing than sort of ignoring you. So, but anyway, it's a uh, bands and scotch tonight. Diablo and scotch, <laughs> Diablo's bands and scotch. banding and scotch. What's funny is we used to be like we have to stay on Star Wars, we have to stay on Star Wars, and then people were saying like, no, we want to hear more about like you and your guests and the things you do. So that's why we we ask. But that's we'll cool. dive into Star Wars now for the diehards that were like, get to the get to the point. Why aren't um, they talking about Star Wars? Oh man, I, I love Seriously, it. it's, it's like, why I'm here. You start a stream in the morning, you're sipping some coffee, talking to chat, and it's just like, Are you what game, game you playing? It's just like, dude, it just went live. It's like, yeah, but like, uh, video games. Call of Duty, Fortnite. Yeah. What are you doing today? I do. Just went live. I don't want to watch this debibble game. Can you play Call of Duty? Um, so uh, first, first item on our list: Star Wars Shatterpoint released on Friday, I believe it was. Uh, new tabletop game, which Tim refuses to play with me. Apparently, as he told me right before we I didn't went live, say that. I just said Kevin have a hard time committing to multiple tabletops. Because he's getting coerced into Warhammer 40k right now. Okay, the but most that I've done is looked at different different armies and maybe committed to one. That's his most. You're that gonna I've done. pick the Necrons because you're the, an Edge Lord. I'm not gonna that. be a Necron. I'm gonna be. T- I was looking at Tyranid because I love playing Zerg and Starcraft. Oh, so I thought that'd be yeah, really fun. But here's the thing. Okay, here's <laughs> the thing with edgy. Star Wars tabletop. Sounds really cool. It looks neat. But like, what are we gonna do? We just gonna like? Are we gonna tabletop sim this or like? Do you want to like sit down and actually like paint Star Wars models like? So these come pre pre designed. This what's is the not, point? Well, they have <laughs> legions if you want the Warhammer experience. These are pre designed, and you buy packs, which is essentially like DLC. They have different terrains you can do, different armies you can build, and whatnot. So it's it's and it's it's a ninety minute game. It is not a Warhammer. Oh, see that's good. Eight hours. Oh, see, like that's more. Ah, oh, crap. What do you mean? Yeah, oh, you, crap. No, okay, but hold on. So where's the fun in it though? <laughs> Name a day that you have eight hours to sit down and play a board game. I Tim. don't. I don't have that time. Pete, you also have a job. Do you have a day and children? Do you have a day that you can play for eight hours? No, I don't. I, I like. I mean, the, when you said ninety minutes, suddenly I was I was 
more interested. far more attractive. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It says the average game is around 90 minutes. They have a core set that includes 16 miniatures, 23 different terrains, two movement tools, five range tools, 14 order cards, 14 unit stat cards, 12 stance cards, one mission card. I could keep going, but they have a bunch <laughs> of that. And then they have um, they list out the miniatures actually in that set too, which will be more interesting to everyone. So six B1 battle droids, two Mandalorian super commandos, Lord Maul, Asajj Ventress, Kalani, Gar Saxon, uh, Rex, Bo-Katan, Anakin, Ahsoka, uh, two troopers from 501st, and two Clan Kree's Mandalorians. Can I, um, can I so just, that's the I starter would, set. Let me just interrupt for one second. Asajj Ventress is showing up in every single game <laughs> lately. She's in yeah. Villainous. She's, I just got the, and uh, I, I, I did a, preview of the funko uh tabletop card game Mm -hmm. she's Mm -hmm. one of the characters in that she's in this but she's not on the screen yet so uh, it's got to be like they gotta be tipping their hand towards something she's got to be coming back in some way but anyway sorry i'm uh i'm kind of a fan of asajj ventress but it's cool that she's in this game where we know that she gets i didn't know that she gets her ending in a book yes yeah no i didn't know how that all went down until i talked about it on stream one day Otherwise, we'll be speculating about her showing up at Soka, but no, she's no, no, definitely no, I just, dead. I, well, that's, and that's why I brought that up, because I wanted to make sure that we didn't get the people in like, hey, do you think Ventress is going to show up? I'm like, let me just want to make sure that she's been laid to rest. Uh, she's very dead. Uh, I'm doing my son. Up. My eight-year-old son, Pete, is doing his first Clone Wars watch through, and nice. we're up to like, which is the Dathomir and stuff with her. Uh, yeah. So we just did the episode. <laughs> so we just did the episode where they uh, re- re- or, uh, resurrect the, the undead yeah, Miriam Army, and uh, my daughter is four, and she's at the kitchen table on her iPad. And my son gets up and he looks over at her to make sure she's not watching because he's like, uh-huh. "This is creepy." I was like, "I know they told me it's a show for kids, but you know, <laughs> it's cartoons." It's yeah, it's for kids. No, he's loving it. He's like, he's hooked now. I told, I was like, I told you, you just have to kind of roll with it. And then when when we found Mall, even my wife, we were making breakfast the other morning, and it was the episode where Savage finds Mall. And uh, uh, my wife's like, that's Darth Maul. And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's what Obi-Wan <laughs> did to him, which is why you get Kenobi. You're, so. you're, I, I, I don't know if I told you guys this the last time I was on, and I'm sorry if I'm taking this way off topic, but you're talking about Clone Wars and your kid. So my son is 10 years old. Yeah. And I, I say this all the time. Like the great thing about Star Wars and, and what's going on is there's so many different doorways. So my son's Star Wars is Clone Wars. That's what he came in on. Like his Han, Luke, and Leia are Cody, Fives, and Rex. And so, and it's funny because he's seen all the movies, but he doesn't, he hadn't really registered them. He saw them pretty early. So Order 66 didn't really mean much to him. So we're watching season seven. Have you watched season seven? I just don't, I want to make oh, sure yeah. that. So, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So we get to season seven. He's watching it. And when Order 66 happened, his jaw dropped. He was literally like he turned white. And I feel I felt kind of bad. I was like, well, I should have kind of warned him. But like all his good guys turned into bad guys in a split second. And I didn't realize that he wouldn't have thought about that based on, you know, having seen the movies or whatever. He didn't make that connection. So to me, it's so fun. And it's great to hear that your your eight-year-old is coming in through Clone Wars because they're great stories. And I mean, imagine starting your Star Wars journey there and then going going out so it's uh, such yeah. a different entry point like you know and tim's son is doing the same thing tim's son is three so, he'll be four yeah, soon and, Ky- yeah. Kyler's three and we're we're introducing him to the star wars gold books 
Um, oh, so, yep. Uh, and like the five minute stories, that was his like introduction to Star Wars. Yep. My kid's weird. Um, he enjoys encyclopedias. And so we <laughs> bought him a Star Wars encyclopedia and like he would ask me to just, he would just pick out a, 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 a thing, a planet, a, a place, a person, and he'd ask who that is and what it is and where it's from. So I would say like, you know, like Maz Kanata, you know, from Takadana, from all these things. And so like he likes that. And now he's getting into the High Republic with the Young Jedi series, which is great. He knows all the characters. Mm-hmm. He, like he's watched all the episodes. Um, so like that's essentially like his gateway to the show because that and Mando. He'll watch Mando, yep. and he watched um he watched Bad Batch. He, it was the craziest thing. He'd get up and he, this three year old would be like, "All right, Bad Batch time," and he'd sit through Bad Batch, and then sit through Mando, and then he'd ask for more Star Wars. So, like <laughs> that's my kid. <laughs> That's did awesome. you know Nubs is D. Bradley Baker in Young Jedi Adventures? Yes, I did. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> How funny! Like, yeah. he, Nubs doesn't say much. It's just no, hilarious. <laughs> but hey, cool, D. Bradley. So uh, back to Shatterpoint, though. So Sorry. expansions include <laughs> Witches of Dathomir. That's cool. Jedi Hunters. Oh, and sick. this one, I don't know what it is. You cannot run Duel is the other one that's for, available for pre-order. Oh, that one includes Inquisitors, Vader, and Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, uh, okay. So, and then yeah, the the big catch point that we talked about, Shatterpoint is a game for two players, recommended for 12, ages twelve and up, with an average game duration of around ninety minutes. The core set starts at one hundred and sixty-five dollars. So it's an investment, but it's definitely aimed at the people that don't want. You know, and I know, I know people are going to be like, Kevin, you can stop playing Warhammer and keep the board set up and come back the next day. And I understand you can save on virtual tabletop. I understand this is for people who want to play in one sitting, 90 yep. minutes, a strategy game. And it just seems more contained. It looks like it's, it's, you know, roughly based on what I'm seeing, like a 12 versus 12 when it comes to moving figures around the, the board and whatnot. So um, I'm, I'm interested. I might invest in it. I, I, I'm very into, as I get older, I'm getting more into tabletop games. So <laughs> I think the pieces look cool. Like, that's what I like. They what was it? Very good. Was it the X Wing? What was it called? The X Wing? What was the game with the ships? So that was uh, the tabletop. That was called, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, X Tabletop game. Yeah, the I only one I. X Wing Unified? Was that it? I don't oh, know, look but, at you with the ghost. But I, I, this was the only piece I bought because it looked so great. Yeah, it the ghost. Like awesome. huge and I, then I was like, oh, maybe I'll play the game. And then I was like, no, no, I'm not good because then I'll Here's be the models. I'll be investing nonstop in this stuff. And uh-huh. and so, um, yeah, and I have a helmet and pop obsession. Still, I still I'm one of the remaining pop obsessed people, I think. So. No, there's still plenty of them out there. Well, my whole thing was I've never really I've always enjoyed Warhammer Fantasy from a lore perspective. 40K was never my my jam, even though 40K is essentially just really, really dark Star Wars, like gory, bloody, horrible Star Wars. Um, (laughs) But my whole thing was, you know, I'm a Lord of the Rings person, too. So once they came out with those sets, I was like, oh, I could play this game and I could buy. So I have a bunch of the miniatures from that just on display that I bought just because like you, they look cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, these don't seem like you paint them. These seem like they come prepackaged. I mean, they have, they have Mandalorian. It looks like the clan crease troopers are like mid flight. Mm-hmm. So they have jetpacks and stuff like that and whatnot. So it, it's, I think this is definitely more aimed at a casual, like this is something I probably get for me and my son. You know, Tim, Tim, you want to come over for a game of, of Shatterpoint and it's a quick, you know, have a drink, hang out, have a snack type yeah, of situation sick. that you do. In That's person. cool. 
So I think that's the the goal yes, Kevin, here. That rather sounds than, lovely. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna get you into legions too. Don't worry. I was sending him all of the virtual tabletop <laughs> stuff the other day, and he was like, "Oh boy, we're going down a rabbit hole." I'm like, "I have been down this rabbit hole." Tim. <laughs> can you can you Twitch feed tabletop games? Anybody doing that? Yeah. Because what yeah. you can do is you get virtual tabletop on Steam, and then it, it just everything's ah. in that environment, and then you both log in, and then you can stream it easily to that. You don't need camera; you just need capture at that point. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'll send it if you want it. I'll send it to you. Yes, yeah, okay, be careful. Yeah. I, I'm afraid. Be careful. <laughs> it's like it's like. See, it's I have welcome. to get I have to get Pete off of Twitter. He talks to me on Twitter. Once you get off Twitter with me, you'll talk to me all the time. Twitter is like <laughs> yeah, my like, last form of communication. It's like welcoming a vampire into your it's house. A- <laughs> Thanks, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I think ninety percent of these addictions that I've ended up with been like started just like what you just heard. It was like, oh yeah, that sounds cool. Send it over, and then yeah, then it's now over. look now look at you. Look at your your background, your helmets and collector <laughs> yeah, items. It's... I love your B one on the wall. Oh yeah, yes. I love the way it's mounted. <laughs> it's just like hanging out, just chilling behind you. Yeah, <laughs> there with the clone and the yeah. Those are yeah, those are fun. Those are fun. What are the two Mando ones under Bo and and Din? Uh, it's Boba, Boba Fett, Fett, and then the oh, other was uh, whatever the 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 Children of the Watch one was. But I put the uh, the J guys on it. I got a thing for a decal that I put on it because Speed of Clone I Wars. It was cool. We just watched the Death Watch episode, and he's oh, like, "Is yeah. that Bo Katan?" He's watching Mandalorian, <laughs> yeah, and I was right. like, "Mm-hmm." And he's like, "Why is she with them?" And I was like, "Oh, you'll find out." <laughs> <laughs> so it's interesting. The entry points are so interesting for people because, like, they don't have the context we had. Yep. So. so funny. Yeah, and they've done a great job of making it so you can come in in multiple places. It's not like, like, all right, so you come into Star Wars now and you know that Vader's Luke's father. It doesn't matter where yeah. you came in, but it's all right. It works out. You can find it. Bo-Katan is a good guy, but she's got a great backstory now. So go get that backstory. So Also, you know, Vader, Vader is Vader. But at the end of the day, that was the big thing. Like 20 right. years ago, that was the big thing. Like if, if someone hadn't seen Star Wars, that was the thing you try to protect Till they right. got to that point. Yep. Now it's such a—I don't want to say insignificant, but it's a smaller piece of the puzzle in the grand right. universe that's been built around it. Yeah. So it's interesting. I remember when my daughter watched it for the first time. She's 19 now. Her jaw was on the floor. Yeah. She was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe this." I don't know how we protected her from that for all those years, but we did. <laughs> and then my son saw it, and he was like, "Oh, all right." He was like six. <laughs> And it didn't mean much to him. And it's more like when Fives dies, he yeah. was like, yeah. what happened? Yep. And I was like, oh, you know. And then, you know, it's it's just things like that are affecting him more. And it's so interesting. He has the – if you go to Disney, I don't know if you've been to Galaxy's yep. Edge. Yep. They have those packs with the figurines. They look like the ones from Shatterpoint. Yep. He's got a ton of them because my mother-in-law will go and, and, and you know – She'd be like, oh, I bought him a bunch of these. You're like, we know, you know, that's the bad guys, right? <laughs> Viv is what I call my mother. Mm-hmm. Viv, and she's like, what? This is the bad guys? And then she'll go back and get like, are these the good guys? Are they the good ones? I'm like, yes, those are the good ones. Now they're really good, Vivian. Yeah, I mean, she's got that New York accent. So uh, they, they, um, he's got a, he'll, he'll just walk out of his room and put them all over the kitchen table. And then my daughter comes in and she's throwing Frozen and Jasmine and all them up there. And then it's like, you got, Bo-Katan, Anna and Elsa, 
Mando Boba against uh, Venom somehow made his way in there the other day. He was a secret project of Moff Gideon that my son created. It was a whole thing. But it's just fun to watch them experience it. You know, when we were kids, it was like I had my Vader toy. I had my yep. Boba toy. I had my Luke toy. And that was, you know, the, the, the characters. Now it's like so much more that they can play with and have fun with. And I think that's that's amazing. And now we're about to like blow the door open on High Republic. And that's yep. going to be the new marketing opportunity. So. I'm excited. Did you Yay. finish Cataclysm, Pete? Uh, no, I haven't started it yet. I feel bad I about that, but I should. I should read. I have it, like but... seven hours it's, left. I I have a long car good. ride on Thursday, so I'm I'm <laughs> gonna bang out like four hours of it. Nice, but it's yeah, it's a really, really, really good book. It's definitely one of the better ones in the Higher Public series. So you guys yeah, got to be psyched I... for uh, Acolyte then. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. can't come soon what, enough. We we've asked a few people. Yeah. What do you think the show is about without any context from us? What do you think it's about? I honestly, I have no idea. And, and I'll tell you why. And then I'll give a, you know, what I've thought about. But like every Star Wars show has not, a, let me rephrase that, not a single Star Wars show has been what you thought it would be, right? Mandalorian. 100%. Who knew? Yeah. Rebels is a, is a Jedi story. What? How did that happen? So, um, I don't know. I think Acolyte's going to be. Uh, I think it's going to relate to uh, Darth Plagueis somehow. I, 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 it's, it's a long shot, but I, I think it's going to to tie to that. To and because I think everything what they're trying to do is they're trying to close that whole Palpatine returned loop and kind of make that make a little more sense. Um, so I feel like there's going to be a Plagueis connection there. I still have hope that to canonize the immortal emperor at some point even if it's in passing in something that mm -hmm. it'll be revealed that palpatine learned what he learned from whatever name you want to call him vitiate Falcorian, have at it yep since he had a ton i'm hoping at some point we get there especially with with old republic looming another question we we tim and i have been asking guests the old republic remake now that it's confirmed to be back on track yeah Canon, not canon. I say not canon. Tim, you were on the fence, right? I'm on. Okay, so I'm on team canon. I think that's canon. I, I so here's here's the thing is I it, I think that they will. The reason why it's taken so long for this game to come out, they've been working on it for three years, and mm -hmm. and we're still trying to get this game out. I think what they've been doing is they've been going back and forth with Lucas to try to figure out what actually works within the overarching story. And what doesn't we haven't had an entry point into the old republic we know the old republic is confirmed to be a part of the timeline and like we saw the logo we saw all that star wars celebration but we still don't have a piece of actual canon content that launches us into the high republic or into the old republic currently the, the oldest piece of content that we have is the old is the high republic yep so i think what they're gonna do is instead like why try to fix something that ain't broke You've got a beautiful story. You have an amazing piece of just Star Wars history that's already been laid out for you. It's already there. Clean it up. Try to try to make sure that it's it flows perfectly into the story you're trying to tell into the with the High Republic and let it be. You already have all these these amazing characters that have so much history and and lore behind them already developed. Why do you need to go and reinvent the wheel? Um, so I think that is going to be our starting point for the old Republic. I think like everyone is so emotionally tied to that video game. If it's not Canon, if it's not, if they don't bring and make Revan and Malik and they make all those Canon, I think it's a big disservice to the star Wars fandom. Oh, we have yeah. breaking news. Oh, oh shit. Okay. 
I wish we had like an alert. Near, like, do, 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 do. I mean, by the time they hear it, it's not breaking anymore. EA is nearing an agreement to move the ongoing development and operation of MMORPG Star Wars The Old Republic from Bioware to third-party studio Broadsword Online Games. I mean, According to sources familiar with the matter, Broadsword and EA have signed a letter of intent with the deal, which is not a final. It's it's a it's basically a, a not even legal. It's a document saying this is what we intend agreement. to do. Yeah, like handshake, you can break a letter of intent. There's no legal ramifications. But with the deal expected to be finalized as soon as the end of this month, the agreement mm. would see the Old Republic handed over to the current Ultima Online and Dark Age of Camelot developer, Broadsword Online, which is run by former Mythic Entertainment co-founder Bioware, VP Rob Denton, who previously worked oh, on the... I was going to say, Rob Denton worked on Old Republic sense. back yeah. in the day. Uh-huh. So ba- basically, he's getting his baby. He's also the, the guy that brought Warhammer Online to life back when Mythic was... At one point, Mythic Entertainment was just supposed to make MMOs for EA until they realized that MMOs just cannibalize themselves and people can't play more than one <laughs> at one time. Yeah. Um, this is interesting because I feel like, A, it again proves this game is not going anywhere regardless of whether it's canon or not. And B, like handing it over to MMO experts means like somebody wants to keep investing in it, which is interesting. So that just came out like an hour ago. I just wow. saw that. They need to figure it out though, because having fragmented timelines is very confusing. Yeah, that that's I mean, why. You... I... Go ahead, Pete. I was gonna say that's why I'm with you, Tim. I think I and I'm not at all surprised that, and I love your theory that it's because they've been trying to make the connection. And uh, you know, the fandom that you don't do things for the fandom. I hate to say that people hate to hear that, but it's true. But one of the things, if they don't make this canon, uh, it will really It'll it'll piss off a lot of people. It's far enough back in the timeline. You also have whatever movie um, James Mangold is working on, which takes place way before that. So you're starting to maybe again with the connections. I think I think you put it back there. It's far enough back in the in the history. It's not going to mess up any of the current characters. It's not going to mess up anything that they're working on now. It might add a nice little layer to uh, as a base for some of the High Republic stuff as well. So. Yeah, I think it's going to be canon. And I, I love your thought on that, Tim, that they've been taking their time because they're probably trying to make sure that there's nothing that they're disconnecting by doing it that way. I hope. I just, I, I need it. I want it to be canon. I need because it to be canon. Those, and, and if I, you saw the report, right, that they're not changing the story at all. They're just adding to it. Yep. That story is, and, and I will, I will fight anyone who says otherwise. That is one of the best video game stories ever told. Period. Yes. End of sentence. Yep. It has well nothing done. to do with Star Wars. Yep. It is one of the best stories that that we've ever told through the medium of video games. So to, to to canonize that, and again, canon is a relative word. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. You can enjoy the story whether it's canon or not. Right. But to bring it into the larger Star Wars universe and the ramifications that that you know has to future content is a big deal. So I hope you're both right. I just feel like they would have to change some things to make it that way. And if they're saying like, we're keeping the story the same, you know, canonizing someone like Jolie Bindo, who's one of my favorite characters in all of star Wars, Mm -hmm. please. Like I want that. But then you have the problem of little things like the gray Jedi controversy and canonizing something like that, because in that game, they call themselves gray Jedi. Well, I mean, uh, but again, like they could, but they could change that. Right. Right. You know, they could they could call it a way a wayfinder, or you know, they could call it something else, and that would well, make sense. Maybe there's something that comes out of um, out of acolyte that has that sort of middle ground that they can 
you know, and maybe that's what's holding it up. They're like, don't finish all your voice work until we give you this new phrase or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, there's, there's so much there and, and it was so weird for them to officially like recognize it as a part of the official timeline. And we still don't have a piece of content that is official other than Revan being mentioned in right. episode nine. Yep. That's it. The only thing and we it's, got. It's, it wasn't even a mention. It was like you had to go name. into the book yeah, you had to go into about the, book the movie to see yep. the name. And I'm fine with that. Like, I love stuff like that. That's just that's just cool. I did the same with Darth and Dedu and that. Um, but, you know, and it, it kind of links to the next thing we want to talk about before we take a break, which was I had sent the other day. Did, Pete, did you ever play Galaxies back in the day when it was I, out? I did. I spent many, many hours when that first came out trying to build my little chat is trying to get me to download this and play it so <laughs> galaxy galaxies is interesting because it's before my time of mmos my intro to mmos is lord of the rings online which was okay. right when wow hit its stride um and then i jumped to wow because everyone was like when lord of the rings online came out it was between wow expansions it was between burning crusade and wrath of lich king so everyone at my guild that i worked at when i worked at best buy was like we're going to try the lord of the rings game Do you want to mm. try it so that was my intro experience then when they announced Rad Lich King, they're like, we're all jumping back to WoW. Are you coming with us? And I was like, I've never played it. And they're right. like, well, come on over. And then I was hooked. So my experience with Galaxies was always asking them, like, should we play Galaxies? They're like, no, no, no. Because by that time, it was ruined. I'm doing air quotes for right. audio listeners <laughs> by the update that everyone said when it was too easy to become a Jedi. So... I, I didn't have any experience with it. My only experience with it has been on private servers, and I Tim and I had this conversation via text the other day when I sent him the YouTube video that I put in there, which was basically like, it's very hard to get into it now without the nostalgia bug whispering in your ear. Yeah. You know, as a new IP, if you will. So as someone mm -hmm. who's played it, knowing that it's in a good place with no commitment, obviously, Pete, like how does it make <laughs> you feel knowing that it's in a good place? Do you have that little thing? Like maybe I'll go back and give it a whirl and I, download it. I, I can't tell you how many times I've thought like like even this conversation like the little itch is there. It's like uh, I could download it. I could start playing it again. So, um, but I'm I'm glad it's available. Um, but I I don't see myself getting to it. But again, to to, to answer your question, um, yeah, I think it's good that there's still I I love that there's people who are still so into it that they're 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 building into it. They're they're you know modding it and all that stuff so um yeah i think it's i think it's cool that it exists and i don't know that they really need to do anything else with it though that's just kind of my feeling but yeah i, I mean feel I like modding community well i should say this development communities will always add to a game we've seen it like rescue a lot of it's, it's all live service games it's not obviously I right. shouldn't even say that because, like, look at Skyrim and Morrowind and all those games, yeah. too. People yeah. go nuts over those. Mm -hmm. But live service games tend to get saved in one fashion or another. You know, I've, I've played Warhammer Online, the the Return of Reckoning, I think it's called, server for many years. Galaxies, have, again, I've tried to get into it. I think I've tried three times. Yeah. But because I don't have any formal experience in it, it seems daunting. It seems dated. It seems yeah. like, you know. Well, it definitely I was feels with, dated, yep. Yeah, if I was in it with like like if the three of us one day were like we're gonna jump in at the same time, vastly different experience in my opinion. I'd be but so then it's overwhelmed. A, but it's a time sink at that point. Like yeah. you have to align the time to yeah. play with your friends at the same time, 
and it you know at our age it's it's a little bit difficult to do that you know and tim while there are games that come along like diablo where tim will play them after hours as i caught him doing last night um, <laughs> i texted him at like it was like nine o'clock and i was like i see you online playing diablo i'm just map clear while she amy puts the baby to bed i'm like sure i'm sure but um, <laughs> but you know putting aside that time at our age is different than we were in like in our 20s when you right. had that time to like i'm go- i'm not going to bed tonight i'll just fucking show up to work tomorrow morning and hope yeah. for the best which is what i did many times with wow rates and things like yeah. that and that's what i did with oh. galaxies i remember being up there at two three in the morning and being like i gotta get up in a couple hours I gotta even stop. when when swotor first launched when it was supposed to be the wow killer I was in a guild. I remember I'll, I was in a guild with a bunch of of of. It was called it was called emergency response. So it was EMTs, cops, firefighters, military people. Somehow I ended up in this guild. I have no idea. <laughs> and all great people. But I remember doing the raid when the raid was broken, the first one, and we were only getting eleven FPS, and everyone was getting really pissed. <laughs> but I remember for those first two months, like investing that time, and I had a I had a child at the time, like my daughter. 19 that now like i said before i had a child at the time but still i was like i can't i don't want to lose this experience because you only get one shot in those experiences yeah yep and i learned that from wow like you only get one this this moment in time is going to happen now and you know we see things like wow classic and all of these reboots and things like that you never capture the feeling no matter what you do no matter how hard you try yeah you will never capture the feeling of being there in that moment so like even people have that with Call of Duty right now. It's crazy. Yeah, with they Halo. Get, it's only a couple of years. They're just like, bring back Verdansk. It's never the same. It's just like, <laughs> that was three years ago, guys. Come on. Like, I can understand if it was like 15 years ago, but good <laughs> Lord. <laughs> the Halo the Halo lobby's going offline. I get those videos on TikTok all the time. Like yep. the day the Halo 3 lobby went offline. Uh-huh. You know, people are like, oh, it's, it's after the time. Maybe we get one more match. Then it cuts. It says like Xbox Live has been disconnected. So, <laughs> you know, you only get those moments once. So even if you were to go back to galaxies, let's say tomorrow, you're yeah. still not going to, it's not going to yeah. feel the same as it did at that time. No, yeah. it's not. And, and, and like there's people who have been playing it for what decades, right? Literally. Yeah, <laughs> it's never like, stopped. there's just no way to, and, and again, to your point, I think it'll feel dated. I think that's the thing too. Like I find when I play video games, whether it's Diablo or um, Jedi fallen order or whatever game, like I'm always trying to find, something magic about it or then you go back and you play a game that you love like my favorite game of all time all-time favorite game half-life 2 love that game oh yeah uh, and, and um but i know if i played it again today i'd be like okay it's cool because <laughs> you know your your gaming experience advances a little bit and and as much as they're keeping these games alive like galaxies they're keeping it alive as it was that yeah it looks a little different and there's been some updates and things like that but it's not it's going to play much different than any other game that you're playing right now and it's not going to and that's part of where that magic's going to disappear because yeah you're gonna be it's like when you watch a movie that you loved 20 years ago this movie like hellraiser was like i oh i love that movie and then i watched it about five years ago and i was like oh my gosh i can't i can't <laughs> watch this movie age well it <laughs> <laughs> did not age well so yeah i mean again but to your point to, to answer your question directly i'm really glad it exists for people that love it and i love that there's a community that just is keeping it going and and yeah. that's awesome and if i was still playing it after 20 years or whatever um i'd be happy as hell so um yeah i mean 
Uh, again, what I do every time with Galaxies is I see a video like this, I download it to my computer, I log in, I get overwhelmed after three hours. Now, Tim, you <laughs> might have a different experience, and I'm not saying play it today because there's too much going on right now in, in the gaming world, but the next time you have a lull, yeah, might be worth a download, but you'll have chat telling you what to do. I don't have that anymore. Right. So it's like figure it out or go find a YouTube video that walks you through it situation. It's such a so I would because say like I see I see the graphics. I'm just like, oh, which man. is the problem because, you know, you just finished Survivor. And did you finish the bounties, by the way, Pete, before I say what I'm about to say? I got most of them, but let's yeah, go for it. I, okay, I, I, I know keep everything. my mouth shut. Well, but finish I, yeah. the bounties. Yeah. <laughs> so good. I repeat. Finish the bounty. Okay. Text me when you finish the bounties and you'll be like, thank you for telling me to finish the bounty. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Um, but, you know, you have experiences like that. Yep. And then you go to a game like this, which is a sandbox, which is amazing because you get to kind of fly around the universe, Star Citizen style, Tim, like, yeah. like that. And like, but again, it's dated. So it's this weighted system of what do I value more in this scenario type of deal. Yep. So it's rough. It's, 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 you know, to make that decision, but the next time, you know, you have that downtime, it might be worth a day. Cause you play Daisy. Daisy's dated as all hell too. Hmm. So, you know, it might not be a bad jump in or, you know, especially if you have chat or someone else diving in there. Um, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to pay some bills. We'll come back. We're going to talk about Ahsoka. And I got one other question to ask Pete about video games. Ooh. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it every time and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we are back. All right, my only question before we dive into Ahsoka. Yes. The Ubisoft game that has not been announced. Ubisoft's <laughs> presser is on Monday of next week. Monday of next yep. week. We're expecting to see something. Are you expecting anything? Is there any expectation on what that is and and how it'll play out i you know it's funny i have uh I, i'm sorry you set it up before the break i have no real thoughts on it other than i just can't wait to see it and i think yeah i think we'll get you know what i think we'll probably get is is just an official announcement maybe we'll get a uh what do you think we'll get a a title maybe do you think God, I'm so. hoping we get something more than a title. Like you we've think been so? told okay. about this game. Yeah, we've been told about this game now. I think it's going on two years or a year. I can't remember. Yeah, and and the leaks have been rolling, man. So like everyone, least, are, like I don't know if they're real or not, but the amount of people that have said that it's going to be this open world game, that it's going to be like No Man's Sky, that it's going to be like this smooth transition from planet to to star uh, up into the into space, and you got all these different systems. So. But and they're saying 24 for release, right? That's, that's what they're the saying, rumor. They're saying early yeah. Q1 24. <laughs> well, if that's the case, then yeah, but we might get some, uh, maybe at least a cinematic trailer, right? I um, hope so. 
yeah, I, I, I Ubisoft not, also needs a win too. So they do. Yes, they, do. they do. They're even, hurting hard. Even my 10 year old will be watching uh, like YouTube shorts or something. They'll be like Ubisoft. Pfft. I'm like, <laughs> you're 10 dude. Like <laughs> that is, that's not good for the brand. So I don't, know. I don't think Assassin's Creed landed the way they expected on the PlayStation show. I I'm going to say it. Like, I think we have Assassin's Creed fatigue as not, someone yeah, who's yeah, a huge yeah. fan of the franchise. Valhalla was kind of like convoluted. That's the best way I can put it. I think since Assassin's Creed Three, they've had a burnout problem. No, because you had you had a uh, Black Flag was probably the best game. But the three, the I think popular. three three was that part where it was like we've used the same formula over and over again, and then Black Flag came out and it completely revolutionized. People hated three when it first came out, but now you terrible. talk to people like three's awesome, and I'm like. Because <laughs> when I Black Flag I, came out, and then what was after Black Flag? Was that the was the Pharaoh the game? London? Was it the was it France Brotherhood yeah. was next, and then is Rogue is yeah. somewhere in there too, which most people Brotherhood was too. Rogue. That was that was uh, that was when you went to Italy. That was when you were in uh, Ezio Editore. Ezio Editore di France. Syndicate was the twins. Mm-hmm. No, Syndicate was France. Now I gotta look. Anyways, there's so many Assassin's Creeds, right? Um, and then this, like Black Flag hasn't like we're not Black Flag. What's their uh, what's their pirate game that they keep on showcasing and then canceling and then oh uh, uh, and then, uh, Skull and Bones. They got Skull and Bones that they is like sitting out in limbo. So yeah, Ubisoft <laughs> needs Sass- something. AC one, AC two, Brotherhood, Revelations, and Brotherhood was the it was the DLC to Assassin's Creed two. Revelations is the end of Ezio's story. Yeah. Then you go to three, which is Connor four, which is black flag mm-hmm. rogue was the one like no one's ever played. That's the one where <laughs> you start out as a Templar defecting. No, like barely anyone's played. Unity is the French one. Got it. Syndicate is which the British terrible, one. Right? With the Unity twins. was really bad. Unity started out terrible. I played it after the, the patch fix and it oh, was great. Okay. Cause I remember see, I remember that was uh, with like all the face animations were all fucked up. <laughs> That was one of the first times I met Ben, who's our other business partner, Pete. Was was he was streaming that and like the face animation was like a framework like eyes bulging out and stuff. Yeah. And it, it made it made like uh it looked like our uh what was um what's the EA game? Uh N seven. Which one? Oh my god, I'm like totally oh, Mass Effect. Free. It's just like Andromeda? Mass Effect Andromeda when they yeah. had when they had their cinematic issues. I still haven't gone back to that one. I've heard it's very fixed and worth playing now. Yeah, it's much better now, apparently. Um, and then after Syndicate, you started into the current era, which is Origins Odyssey um, and Valhalla. Now, Origins was great because it was a departure from the series. You had the new combat system and everything. Odyssey was was, was a, a continuation of that with a huge world. I think Odyssey might have been one of the best AC games. And then Valhalla was like all of those ideas mashed together in a terrible way. That's, that's, and I'm a Viking guy. Like I was excited, so it was just kind of a letdown. So yeah, so, they have it. And Far Cry Six was not that great either. When you guys start playing a game that you don't like, because you guys are like video games, like is your lead. Like, do you go all the way through, or did you get to a point where you're just like, nope, good enough. I'll go watch the cinematics on YouTube. For Tim, me, there's for me, there is definitely a point where I, I, I and I can feel it. It's either. I can I can muster through it and I, I can just like, all right, I'm just going to get get it done. I just want to see how this kind of comes to an end. 
or that point is, well, I'm done. And so it's like, there's, there's a point and it's just like, it, it, there's, oh, it, you can tell when the game is bad. Like I played, um, the, there was a new Sherlock Holmes game that came out and it was very like Lovecraftian and it had like, they had a very like big Lovecraftian, uh, influence. Fun. I like, I like Lovecraft. So like, let's see how this goes. It was so boring. I lasted maybe an hour, <laughs> you know, and some other games have lasted maybe three. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a point where I'm just like, I'm good and I don't need closure. Right. (laughs) do you go through and like do you yeah um it depends on the game it depends how bad it is um and it depends you know like ac for instance perfect example valhalla i begrudgingly finished the story the main story it took me forever it was mainly because i was like not into it after a while i refused to play the dlc so i just spent two hours one day when i was sitting outside in my yard watching the dlc on youtube like you said so just so i could be a kept abreast of the story which in the grand scheme of things probably meant nothing but the, I'm, I'm a lore guy so i like to know that stuff yeah um i'm trying to think of a game where like i couldn't even finish it there have been games where i'm like i can't do this i'm sorry As like the new halo though. at first i was enjoying myself i put like eight hours into it and i'm like i don't think i can do that was this. rough i think i'm just gonna watch it on youtube but i feel like I a lot like, of people felt that way about halo the new halo yeah i'll wait for a stream day i'll just be like all right guys thanks for watching today and then i'll never go back to that game <laughs> and then a month later they're like hey when are you gonna finish that game I'm like, i don't know when i when i get around to it there's all these other games to play i mean like i said i'm a huge lord of the rings guy shadow war shadow of mordor some of my favorite games when i saw the that they were making this golem game i was like this is gonna suck no one has ever had a power fantasy about being Gollum when they think about Lord of the Rings. I don't know why we think that making that a game is a good idea. Departure from even that and the fact that the game is completely garbage and broken on top yeah. of that, you know, that's a game I wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole. I have no desire to. It's it's There's no lore cane into it. So, like, it's, like, didn't even bother. Is yeah. this a terrible time to tell you that Pete is a huge Gollum fan? Huge Gollum fan. No one is a huge yeah. Gollum oh, fan. I've been, is... I've been streaming it every day. Been... <laughs> no, I, I, in fact, I was excited about it because a guy at uh, at my GameStop, a good friend of mine, he was like, I can't wait for this, can't wait for this. And I saw it and I read the reviews. And I was like, oh, my God, he's going to he's gonna be very upset. It is bad. <laughs> so... I, just, yeah. I don't know how they thought Gollum would be able to carry a video game. I mean, it feels yeah. even what I've seen of it. It feels like a, a '90s video game. Like it just like the concept. Like it, in the '90s, they would have made Gollum, right? Mm-hmm. If, yes, if they could have, right? And we yeah. would have played it, and it would have been fun. Maybe I don't know, but uh, yeah, today, geez, no, nope. Yeah, because like in the '90s, there was always the all the you expected a movie video game to drop alongside, right? The movie, uh, and but so those I got used Lord to of buying- the Rings movie games were some of the best yeah, video games I, ever I know. made i know i'm not yeah. i'm not disagreeing with you but there were really there were some really shitty ones too kevin and we still played them like we You're still right. we still play them the spider-man one oh my god, oh my god. spider-man yeah. with the toby Maguire spider-man video game atrocious <laughs> absolutely horrendous played the whole thing the mummy games were terrible mummy games <laughs> were horrendous terrible played them <laughs> harry potter games yes. they were they were kind of they were kind of rough it also depends to Pete, like, especially when you're a broadcaster. So the Gollum is a great example. The, the one broadcaster, you know, Dan's gaming, he leaned into it. He just yeah. turned it into a viral campaign of how broken <laughs> the game was. So I'm scrolling through TikTok and I just see him like he'll be in midair and it's like, you have died. <laughs> didn't hit anything, didn't fall, didn't do anything. And he just cracks up laughing. 
And like that's he leaned into that. So I get clips of now because I sit and watch them on TikTok. I get clips right. of him all the time <laughs> doing it. So it really depends how you frame the content. But like Co, for instance, our buddy Co, if he hates something, you know within I would say an hour or two, right, Tim? And he's like, <laughs> I'm not gonna play this game anymore. I'm done. So thank you, you know, for watching. We're gonna move on to something new. He even went, I think it was Gollum that he was like, I'm taking down all my YouTube clips of <laughs> Like, oh my god he wanted it erased from the existence that he ever touched the game I don't so, want to support it in any way yeah yeah it, de- it really depends on the game you know it, it, it is what it boils down to so um but thankfully most of the ips out there nowadays that we love are making good games so yeah. yep you have that that you know even though survivor was we were joking about the what's his name ravix i always forget his name the one boss uh, and survivor yeah ravis i think it's ravis ravis yeah mm-hmm. that fight was completely broken for both me and tim i don't know if it was broken for you too um uh no i didn't have any problem with that actually i but. watched i watched ann play through that fight like two days ago and it was perfect for her oh yeah. so when after i killed him he was going like this the whole time I was talking to him. And then all of a sudden he shot off into space and I was still having a conversation. And then he came back and his body was on the floor. And then when I spawned into like the environment, he was gone. So weird. And Tim, you had something similar, right? With him. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, so it all depends. Um, okay. The meat and potatoes that everyone wants to talk to talk about Ahsoka. So Empire released a meaty ass article about Ahsoka yeah. as they do before every Disney Plus show comes on. Actually, before we even dive into that, so Katie Sackoff was at one of the fan expo events this weekend. Our buddy yeah, Katie, she was in Philly. Good friend Katie. Yep. And oh, is that where it was? It was in Philly. Yep. That's your neck of the woods. Yeah. Um, uh, so um, she said she visited the set of Ahsoka. And will not confirm or deny that she was in Ahsoka. Of course, she did. Why would she be? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it makes sense given Disney and how they story it's tell. The Mandoverse. Why too. would it's the Mandoverse? Of course, they're going to have crossover. They need to have crossover. It's like we we know that there's uh, Mando season four. We know that's in the works, and so for them to have some type of tie in there to can, to keep Mando and like all of like his friends like relevant throughout the story, like of course they're gonna cross in somewhere. And for and for them to lead in on, like, to, Katie has definitely with Bo's character has become like this female like heavy protagonist. Like she's definitely like I feel like leading the charge now with Mando, and for her to yep. be involved with Ahsoka makes perfect sense. Like of course they'd have like she's going through like this really interesting time where she's rebuilding an entire society and a planet uh and for her to cross paths with ahsoka when you have this massive threat of thrawn at your doorstep i hate saying that so much uh but you've got <laughs> thrawn in your doorstep ready to cause chaos like of course you go looking for any ally that you could and so katie and so bo katan sounds like a great person to have by your side so for her yeah. to be in that makes total sense to me well you got the moff gideon connection as well right so you got yeah. i mean it's all um it's all right there. I think it totally makes sense. Um, yeah. I, and I, I think what's interesting too is after Book of Boba Fett had two Mandalorian episodes in it, um, <laughs> question then becomes uh, two and a half. Um, question becomes like, are people going to know now that they have to watch all this stuff? Yeah. And, and I think if Bo is on the show, they're going to 
it, they're in an interesting marketing position right now because everybody, a lot of people love Bo-Katan. Like, uh, you know, kids love Bo-Katan. My son. I, my son loves Bo-Katan. Yeah, yep. I, 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 when I, I unboxed the, uh, my clone trooper helmet and mm-hmm. I was like, so who's your favorite clone? And he's like, well, she's not a clone, but it's, and he pointed to the, the bow helmet. So I was like, all right, that's cool. Um, so from a marketing perspective, yeah, throw her in there. Um, but it's, you know, it's kind of, the internet's just not happy unless they're not happy. So, um, it's, it's going to be interesting. I love your take, yeah. love your take on, on, on unhappy people. On he's a shill, Tim. Come on. He's, <laughs> he's self-proclaimed my shill. I love uh, these tweets. They're just, I just wake up in the morning and I get a good chuckle. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I do it. Well, I know why I do it because it, it, it gets a little bit of a, it's a little bit of an outlet. No, but yeah, there's it's just, therapeutic. It's, it's, it's very therapeutic, but um, yeah, I think she was there and I, I think, um i heard that brendan wayne was on set as well i read that too. Uh, so you're gonna have you're gonna have mando there um and by the way not to derail us but can we just just give pedro pascal pedro pascal a, a voice credit and not a credit for being in mando for that season i mean i love pedro like oh not like everybody else geez he's he's like a he's a an idol now to people i don't get that uh, no wild. offense but um he's he was just the voice. <laughs> we got to remember that he was just literally just the he voice. O- he always has been. That's the other thing. Yeah. People need to understand. Like, it's not like this yep. is a new thing. He, uh, he has only been the voice of man, except in the one scene where he took his yep. two scenes where he took his helmet off. Yep. Um, so yes, the two other actors who play Din Jaren should be on there equal three all together. Doesn't he have like three body double or like body stand? I thought he has two. Is it three? I I only know of two. They had two oh, on yeah, stage. Two. I could have sworn uh, there was a yeah. third one. Latif Crowder and um, Brendan Wayne. God, I got to get that more. John Wayne's I son. Know yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Which is so yeah. cool. <laughs> um, and he's so, the guy, and he's the guy who does more of the gunslinging stuff. Yes. And then yeah, the other guy does more of the like mixed martial arts, like com like hand to hand combat stuff, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah, so I mean, it, it makes sense. You're both 100% correct. She did mention, too, before again, before we dive into Ahsoka, that there's a deleted scene where her and Din kiss um, when they have the conversation, uh, you yes. know, where he's, he's like, I'm going to follow you. So, did yes. they delete it because they're not interested in going down that road, or did they delete it because they're saving that for the future of the franchise? There was so much sexual tension building up to that scene. Oh, why'd they leave it in there? Come on. <laughs> that would have been so good. The, okay, so the reason why I think they should have left it in there is because we've been saying that from the beginning. Like Mando, like the, the Mandalorian could be anyone. It's not just yep. Din Jaren. It could be Bo-Katan. It should be Bo-Katan now. Like when he said, I give you my sword. Like I talked about this in another episode. That is him stepping down as the Mandalorian and Bo-Katan became the Mandalorian. Yep. So like for me, like I think that's still, and that would have been beautiful too, because like that makes like, that makes like the family whole, like then like you've got, you've got Grogu, you've got Din and you have Bo. And like, there's been this like motherly, like attraction to Grogu from, from Bo. And so like, that would have worked out so well. I would have loved that. Yeah. And why not do that? I think it would be, I think it would be great. I, I, I'm okay with them cutting the kiss out because I think it allows them to kind of extend that tension oh, just sure. a little bit. Um, but I, I mean, somebody pointed out, uh, I'm, 
one of the social medias somewhere that in different episodes of season four, Grogu started out in the back of the cockpit and yeah. by the end he moved up. So he's in her lap. <laughs> yeah. So she, she loves him. She's, you know, she's, she, she'll take him on as her stepchild. And um, so the, does she then become Din Bo Katan or does she become Bo? <laughs> does he, be, does he become Din Katan? I think become... he has to take her name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That would be wild, but yeah, I love the concept, and I think I think they'll work toward that in some way or another. So, in a good Star Wars love story that yeah. isn't some odd episode nine one, and that, that doesn't end horribly. Yeah, doesn't end like in tragedy. Yeah, if we can have two people be alive for their love story. Yeah, then... or not just having some just terrible marriage being showcased in front of the entire galaxy. Oh my god, the stuff that Leia and Han had to go through was terrible broke up it was shit <laughs> yeah rough one yeah um so the the empire article then went on to give us some information and i read it so if there's other stuff you guys want to talk about i don't know if you both have read it I haven't but read it. just pop it in here but the main points that i picked out was dave said Ahsoka's a wanderer at the beginning of the show. Now, we know Ahsoka to be a wanderer, but I think we've all been curious as to, like, what's the starting point of the show? Like, where do we right. leave off? So we know it's post-Rebels, um, and we know it's around the time of The Mandalorian, so people, four to five years. Is people sh- are assuming that it's picking up right around where we leave off in Rebels. Yep. Because, because, because this there is, an, there is an image that was released not like a couple days ago, and it's it is um, the exact same setup with uh, like like this almost scene for scene of how they end it at the last part of Rebels. Yep. In episode, and it's and it's after episode six, so it could that be, be it, a, a live action flashback to the end of Rebels? No, I think I think that's set, the be- I think that's the beginning of the first episode. Yeah, and you know what I wonder too is. Yeah, where where does it take place? Does it have so Mando takes place what like nine years after the Battle of five, Endor? four to five, five years, five okay. years after oh, right, six. Right, I was getting Kenobi mixed up because yeah, I was nine yeah, years yeah. after episode three. Right, so five or six years later, um, we don't we really have no idea where Rebels ended. All we know is well, we it's got to be about five it or says, six years. So it, it's it's right around the exact same time because the last scene that we get. When a yeah, is like, they're gonna go, they're gonna go off. It's right. It's they say it's it says after the fall of the Death Star, like after Death Star two blows up or whatever. Um, so you would and, and Harris kids like five or six by that point. Right. So okay. you would assume it's right around that exact same time. I would love it if it starts at that moment. Yeah. When they, when they make like, the decision to go off and find Ezra. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Now we've seen which. I was just Sabine. Say, is well, they said in the article, Sabine feels obligated. That is the so exact word they used the, to find in that shot. Sabine has the short hair from the show, yep. right? But then in other shots, we have Sabine with long hair, right? So, is it going to be like uh, we do like a live action, like so, we're going to set everything up and then like two years later? Well, so here's the thing Sabine's hair is long in a picture of her looking at that hologram of Ezra. Right. So here's my here's my headcanon, which worst possible thing to do because then I'll be you know disappointed because I'm wrong. I'm <laughs> never really too disappointed, but I feel like she, as part of her, like she's she's looking at that hologram, 
Yeah. Ahsoka shows up and she's like, all right, I'm a warrior again and cuts her hair and oh, yeah. goes and it's like, all right, you know, um, you know, uses a vibra blade or whatever, zip, pulls it off. Lightsaber. Ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, I think we're going to see like a little bit before the end of Rebels and we'll pick up right at that end of Rebels with yeah. Ahsoka the White coming down. Do you think there's a oh, Soak of the White? I love that. Uh, do you <laughs> think that there's um, with Sabine specifically, the Moff Gideon story playing into Sabine being involved in this? Like, we know that Mandalorians have now taken back Mandalore. Um, Moff Gideon held it. He had the dark saber. I'm sure word gets around the galaxy. Is that going to play into it with Sabine at all? Yeah, I mean, Sabine trained uh, to use the Darksaber and then gave it up as sort of, you know, a, a sense of obligation in a way. And then, so maybe that's why Bo-Katan shows up. Maybe there's some sort of, uh, uh, it'd be great for her to kind of face her and talk to her about it. Like, hey, you you lost this Darksaber that I gave to you. Um, but yeah, I think that there's, I, th- I thought the Gideon thing was going to go on longer. and. Damn. And there was going to be that direct connection to Sabine trying to get it back from him, um, or yeah. you know. So, but well, I mean, we so didn't... The, I, the the thing that I could see is that Katie or Bo's care Bo could come and try to is trying to recruit leaders of the different houses. Yeah. So technically, Sabine is leader of House Ren. Yeah. I think she's she's like the last living. We don't. Well, we technically don't know what happened to her mom. Right. Um. So I mean, like maybe maybe she wants her to come back and lead House Ren or help recruit. Um, like that could be a possibility as well. The one, the it's, uh, I don't know. The the, the one thing with Gideon though, is like what happens So rebel rebels ends right before death star happens. So it's right before it's right before uh, a new or right before a new hope. It's right before a new hope, but is it right before, is it before rogue one? And so it's before rogue one. So it ends right before rogue one. And then we pick it up right after empire. So like, there's this whole time where like the tears of it, like the tears of a thousand suns, like that, that happened. All of that, like the glassing of Mandalore happened while Sabine was off planet. Yeah. So like, I would love to know, like, did, did you know that it happened? What was going on during that time? What was she doing? Was she just freedom fighting? Good question. Yeah. Was she part of the rebel Alliance? Cause yeah, that's a great There's question. There's a lot. There's a lot that happens between like for the rebels, like for our crew of of merry pirates, like <laughs> a lot that happens. We yeah. also have what's her face who we thought might be the armor floating out in the ether somewhere. Oh, yeah. What's her name? Uh, Rook Rook uh yeah. Rook Cast? Rook something. Yeah. Rook Cast. Yeah, we I thought that she was going to be the armor. It wasn't He's her. Just floating out there somewhere because those those uh, Mandalorian troopers were not Mandalorians, clearly. Right. Uh, so her and her crew is still floating out there somewhere. And is is Gideon really dead? I hope so. I just I. It was a I clone. Don't. It was one hundred percent a clone. Look the at mustache, the mustache, Pete. It was the, the mustache, mustache theory. Pete, come on. <laughs> I hope he's dead. I mean, but it was what? like I'm going to be honest though. Like it was a little anticlimactic to see him go like that. Um, yeah. and like, we, we went back and forth. We talked about like, okay, if he was in Beskar armor, how did he just like incinerate? And we were going back and forth with that. A lot of really interesting theories as to how he just like, how he died. Yeah. Uh, 
So I, I would love to, I don't know. I'd love to see them kind of like bring that back up or at least bring John Carlo back for even like a flashback. Cause it's yeah. so, they, that character is so interesting. I don't feel like he had enough time to really give it the, uh, the life that it deserved. Cause like, like how did how, like, why was he so tied to Mandalore? This guy had a hard on for Mandalore. He yeah. wanted to be Mandalorian so badly and he just was unable to achieve it. Why? I think it was just an obsession. You know? But, but why? Then, Where did the obsession come from? I would love to know more. To get, it was probably a power thing. Like the, the people that can't be conquered were conquered type of situation. Mm. That would be my guess. But a flashback a would be. Book. Yeah, <laughs> flashback would be interesting. Yeah. But I mean, he could be dead dead because the introduction of the Shadow Council was like, oh, here's your can of worms. You now, now have a bunch of new enemies to fight. Yep. So, um, which made me happy. Don't get me wrong. Um, and you know, some of the characters in there that we knew already were just a perfect drop. Super cool. Uh, yeah. Balin scroll confirmed to be a former Jedi who survived order 66 and is now a mercenary for hire, which Tim is about to say, how many Jedi survived order 66? Cause every time we have a new one survive, he says the same exact thing. There's a lot of Jedi in the galaxy, Tim. So I'm just going to say that again. They're scattered all over. Not all of them could be killed by a clone in that moment. So it makes sense that there'd be a ton that survived, in my opinion. I don't like storytelling loopholes. (laughs) But look at the High Republic. They're scattered all over the place. They're all doing work elsewhere. Like, not all of them were fighting the Clone Wars. Okay, I understand that. But you can't go, you can't showcase a mass genocide and then you can't go and say in episode four, you're all that's left. Like, but if you have there's... tens of thousands of them, to the idea that a couple hundred survived is not out of the question. Okay, when you have an entire legion of 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 Jedi hunters at your disposal, like I just I feel like we're we're getting into this like slippery slope of just like ah, just pick and choose who lives and dies. Like <laughs> I don't I don't know I don't like it. I, I feel like it's just it's just there's a lot of holes there. It's just gappy storytelling. I'm I'm literally torn because like on the one side I love that we're getting interesting and cool Jedi characters that are coming through. Um uh but yeah, it does I mean as an OT child, uh the lore of Luke being the the last of the, you know, when I'm when God am I the last of the Jedi you will be. Now, the headcanon that I'm working on with that is that what he means is the last sort of trained jedi the last one to to continue on because i mean if you're still alive in the mandoverse era you were pretty young when order 66 happened so uh-huh. um yeah i i i don't know i but i'm enjoying i i haven't not enjoyed any of the jedi stories we've gotten so i'm kind of okay with it i'm well, kind of apparently okay shock t is alive <laughs> yeah even like, though how, was- how many times have we seen her die she has died so in many times scenes. All deleted in, scenes. in deleted scenes or in video <laughs> games or like I was playing I was playing uh what's the Starkiller game uh uh Force Unleashed yeah. Force Unleashed I was like oh here we go Shock T gets to die again in another video game <laughs> um you know so it's just what like it's so funny wrong? but she she's coming back yeah Shock T and, and some of the other Twi'lek Jedi the um the blue skinned um yeah Twi'lek she's she's alive Paul, Paul said it Mace is alive so oh, no no <laughs> But there's the problem. At what point are they dead? Because there's all, well, they're all supposed to be dead, and now they're just kind of trickling them all back in here. So it's just like... I mean, the Emperor didn't die. That kind of set a bad standard there, too. Somehow yes, he came back to him. Somehow. 
Yeah, but okay, but the problem is you know how. But the the general fandom doesn't understand. And this is my Somehow. problem with Star Wars storytelling. <laughs> you just have to trust Somehow. us. Let us cook. 20 years from now, you'll finally understand. All right? We promise. You know, it's just it's a lot. Yeah. I love Star Wars so much, but man, it's so hard <laughs> to follow along. Again, back to the whole I wish we just had one timeline kind of thing, you know? Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. So oh. the last big nugget that I pulled from the Empire article okay. is this mysterious Inquisitor. Yeah. Which was kind of a shock because there's not supposed to be any more Inquisitors either. They're also supposed to be gone. The one that has the motorbike. No, look in the black the, helmet uh, and whatnot. Yeah, he looks like I, Snake Eyes. Yes, yeah, that one. Yeah, and uh-huh. he's got a he has an Inquisitor's lightsaber. Yeah, he's got yeah he's got the the cool lightsaber blade. So. Is this a reveal of someone we already know, or is this just somehow this Inquisitor survived and is maybe still working for the Empire? Well, if the or Jedi the can't die, the then maybe the <laughs> maybe the Inquisitors are still alive. Maybe, well, maybe, maybe the yeah, Grand may- Inquisitor didn't die. Oh God, he no. But the I, I, <laughs> I yeah, it's quite possible. I mean, look, we we were just joking about how hey, we thought all the Jedi were dead, but. Apparently there's still a ton out there. Well, maybe Thrawn has his own Inquisitors, and he's like, they're still out there. They're still getting in my way, so go out and find them. So maybe that's it. Or it's just going to be – it could be – I wonder if it's uh, that um, – well, no, the one that looked like there was the same style of, of Inquisitor armor in Rebels, but that one died, right? So – but we mm-hmm. just talked about nobody's ever dead. So I don't know. I, I'm hoping. It kind of does look like the second sister with her, like the, hel- yeah. the helmet is. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um. But I, I, I think, I don't know. And again, this is the whole thing we were asking before. You know, what is what is uh, the act like going to be about? What's Ahsoka going to be about? Mm-hmm. Again, who knows? Like, I think we're. We're all. And this is the why Star Wars has problems online and social media and from fans. Every single time we go in and we're like, ah, okay, Ahsoka, like, ask the three of us to write down what we think Ahsoka is going to be, put it in an envelope. Uh, all three of us will have three completely different yet related stories, and they'll all be very wrong. And that's, I mean, Mando. When Mandalorian ended uh, episode one, season one with the baby Yoda, that was it. We're like, all right, everything's out the window. Everything we thought the show was going to be is <laughs> out the window. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, the good news is Dave, this is all written by Dave. This entire series is written by Dave. Yeah. And he is going to keep his lore on track. Like I didn't, I didn't love what was done with book of Boba Fett. I mean, it was fun. And I, it, but of all the series, it's my least favorite so far. Um, yep, same, but that's, I think is Dave was sort of Dave and John were sort of sidelined on that. Not, not by their own choice. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, with Dave running this, Dave, Dave is so protective of everything. And I've said it before, especially about Clone Wars and Rebels. There's not a single wasted frame in anything he does. Yeah. Everything happens for a reason. Every character shows up for a reason. Jack mm-hmm. Black and Lizzo are there for a reason. I still don't know why, but they're there they for were a reason. Just so. Awesome! I think they oh. were there just to be amazing. Oh. I mean, they were so cool. <laughs> Bother me at all? <laughs> I loved them. But. Um, yeah, celebrities so want to be in Star Wars. That's, that's what the where general we are public now. Yeah, yeah, needs to understand. Like Star Daniel Wars Craig is, so is an cool. uncredited stormtrooper. I think it's in the Force Awakens. 
Yeah. Be, just because he was filming across and he was like, yo, can you get me on set? <laughs> Celebrities want to be in Star yeah. Wars. So like suck it up and deal with it that the pop culture respects your fandom. Like, yeah. Well, and it was, point for me. it was very funny. You saw all that bullshit online about it. And when I watched that episode with my 10 year old, he's like, is that Jack Black? Is that Lizzo? And I was like, yeah. And his response was cool. That was it. <laughs> like, all right. Good. Yeah, he wasn't like, I pulled out of the show. I can't watch it. What's going on? It was, it is what it is. So, but where, where I'm going with that is I think I'm doing my absolute best to not overthink Ahsoka because I think Dave's yeah. going to do some wild things with it. Um, I'm hoping World Between Worlds isn't used. A lot of people are saying, I mean, it's kind of in the graphics for the show. Um, yeah. So, but. I, you know, if you told me about World Between Worlds before I saw it in Rebels, I would have been like, no, don't do that. But now I, it works. It works really well. So um, I'm really trying to go in uh, sort of open minded. But I do think I think it's an Inquisitor that's left over from the Empire that's still doing the same job going after all these Jedi that the three of us are like, they're still out there. So it kind of makes sense from that regard. Could it be someone like a Jedi that survived someone else? We don't know them that happened to find maybe the Fortress Inquisitorius or something and like found this stuff and is now out there, you know, kind of like the acolyte theory you have, Tim, where it's someone searching for Sith relics across, like maybe this force user was drawn to the dark side in this way. And that's how they ended up there. Because again, all the inquisitors are supposed to be dead by this no, point. They don't look like this. Per, this character doesn't look cool enough to give him a backstory like that. <laughs> Like, so I'm, serious. Just... I'm serious. They, like they like they 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 that like that Inquisitor fight. That looks like a fight that's going to happen, and it's going to be done. Like my only other th- theory is that it could that you know whatever Inquisitors were left over after Vader and Palpatine were turned into assassins for the Shadow Council. At this yeah, point. I think I yeah. think that's going to be your tie-in somewhere. Is that 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 is going to be an asset of this the Shadow Council or of Thrawn? I like I like your Thrawn idea, and like I was kind of mulling yeah. that around is that I, like Thrawn, Thrawn having his own set of of uh Jedi hunters because he was friends with with Vader would make sense yeah I mean what if what if Thrawn in traveling with Ezra realizes that the Jedi threat is still very real if Kanan's out was out there if Ezra's out there they know they're out there maybe he he invests in keeping the Inquisitors around and to uh, you know the Inquisitors didn't die when the Empire ended so they're still out there looking for work so maybe maybe throw on pick them up put them to work go find some jedi and then we go down the dark rabbit hole of what good does that do for the ascendancy nothing 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 right. and that's why i'm so mad about this whole oh, end of the empire conversation poll. i have kevin i'm just like the more we go into this the more i don't understand what they're doing with thrawn's character when we go on your show pete yes if you really want a triggering topic yes you just found it uh, right. heir, heir to the Empire, heir to the Empire Thrawn, and the new Thrawn that Timothy Zahn has written, they conflict. They don't make any sense. And so if they are gonna pull, if they're gonna pull all of reference material from Heir to the Empire of Thrawn, then what was the whole point of Timothy Zahn writing six books to give Thrawn a backstory to get you two rebels? I don't understand. I think they're going to use Heir to the Empire as the bones of the story. And I think, again, I have in Dave We Trust, I think he's yeah. going to make sure <laughs> that those things connect. Um, but again, I mean, he did he did kind of throw out some of the pieces of the 
Ahsoka book for the Tales of the Jedi, right? So the Ahsoka where, book was so interesting. Where's the <laughs> where, Yeah, I feel the same. Uh where <laughs> the question then becomes like, I mean, where what's the levels of canon and but yeah. I think you could do it. I think you can do something with um with the again the bones of the story i think i think it's more related to um some of the deck dark uh empire stuff as well but it's just the chists are so interesting yeah. and like thrawn is our first big introduction into a whole new world and like timothy yeah. zahn wrote out three books that explain the 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 chist people in in a way that i would never like it's essentially the game of thrones of star wars Yep. Like there's so much going on in the ascendancy and we get given this, this, this whole awesome backstory. And then we're being told that they're pulling from like heir to the empire, which is cool, which is great. But, but Thrawn in, in that book is all about the empire. He's all about the emperor, glory to the empire. Mm -hmm. Um, But in the newer books, he's all about doing everything for the, the ascendancy and the glory to the ascendancy. And so like, I'm so confused as to like, what's, what's Thrawn's play here? The Grisk. The Grisk are an amazing bad guy that we get introduced to, but we're still yet to actually like see them at all or hear anything about them outside of, of these Thrawn books. And that's a big focus in Thrawn book two when he goes with Vader out to Batu, like they're actually fighting the Grisk. So we're not there. They're there. Maybe there's something about it that ends up getting pulled toward the ascendancy. Maybe there's some reveal that it's God, this whole dark. I think there's going to be a connection because again, I also feel like since the emperor is always playing the long game, he's mm-hmm. not gonna he's not gonna put up with Thrawn's shenanigans, right? He's not no, gonna he was put over up. It. Yeah, but he's. I feel like he's playing a long game. I feel like there's a, a a disconnect there that needs to be like and push him out back to the to the unknown regions or something. I don't know. Ah, just I can talk story. about I can talk about Thrawn all day. I love Thrawn. <laughs> he is like my favorite Star Wars character. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, hopefully we talk about that on Pete's show. But yes, we'll bring you on and we'll talk Thrawn. Let's do that. I'm excited about Ahsoka. I'm stoked. Uh, I think it's going to every all the early screenings and stuff folks have seen have literally said it's one of the best shows that they've ever produced. So I think maybe this could could potentially be better than Mandalorian season one, which blew us all away when it first yeah. came out. I'm not saying it's the best season of Mandalorian, the best thing put out, but the ram of what happened when Mandalorian season one came out, we were all like blown away. It could be an experience like that. We'll find they've, out. In they've August. learned so much too. I mean, look at like how that's, we start yeah, with that's like what I'm thinking coming out. And yeah. we've yeah. learned so much. So to use all of that and throw it into Ahsoka, Oh, chef kiss. <laughs> chef kiss. <laughs> Pete, where can folks, folks who want to uh, hear more of you find you on the internet? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at ATGCast, or you can, to get all my hot takes and things that Tim was love referencing earlier. I, I uh, love them. They're great. <laughs> I, uh, I am a little bit of a potster at times. But um, but you can also go to the SSWnetwork.com to find all of our shows, uh, our Connect, which is our live Friday night show, which is also on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at the SSW network. And uh, yeah, you can find, we, we have, uh, that, that's probably the best place to go. So go to the website, find the links there, find the, the uh, socials, but yeah, follow me on ATGcast.com uh, at ATGcast and you'll, uh, you'll get all, all the goodies. So. Oh yeah. 
Cool. Well, make sure you go over there. You hit the follow button. Check them uh, out on uh, Friday nights. Uh, I've popped it to a few of them. I haven't said anything, Pete. I'm sorry. That's Usually, all right. Like, children self. aggro but i've yeah. just come to hang out uh and then uh you can check out timmy's fb.gg slash darkness 429 probably streaming diablo for the foreseeable future until something else comes up but <laughs> i don't see i don't see anything else that's going to come up in the foreseeable armored future. core armored core six at the end of the month yeah i'm gonna stick with diablo so uh <laughs> <laughs> it's elden ring but with robots like how can you yeah. not I don't like Elden Ring. FB.gg slash Darkness Fortune. I play video games for fun. I don't like to get my shit pushed in when I got home from work after getting my shit pushed in all day. I know you're still alive, Kevin. Yeah. So it's the same reason I won't play Hardcore Diablo. No offense, Paul, because it's just like I don't want to put time into it and then feel like a complete failure at home after I've had a long day of work. So um, mental health. Yeah. So plus when I died fighting the boss in that temple of the primevals, I would have been pissed because I was level 41 and I would have thrown someone through a window. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Tim is FB.GG slash Darkest 49, Darkest 49 everywhere on the Internet. If you want to check out everything I'm doing, go to raredrop.co or buy a ticket to GCX. It's probably the best way to do it. GCXevent.com slash tickets. But if you want to yell at me, Kevin X Vision on Twitter, probably will just like your post and move on because I don't do Twitter anymore. I just let Pete handle all of the shitters. <laughs> and uh, I'm Kmagic101 on Instagram. That That's a place I probably will respond to you. So uh, thank you so much for watching. We're Star Wars and Scotch. Star Wars and Scotch everywhere on the internet. Star Wars and Scotch or Star Wars Scotch, no matter where you go. We have a profile. You can follow it there. Uh, we have two YouTube channels, one for shorts, one for uh, full episodes. We're on Spotify, Apple, Google, all the places. Rate, review, subscribe. It helps us immensely. But until we see you again, Timmy. May the force be with you. Always. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike.